everybody, and welcome to Eliminated, a Royal Rumble podcast. And this is our holiday treat to all of you, the listeners of this show. It is probably our longest episode, or it's going to be one of the longest episodes, because we're talking about the greatest Royal Rumble 2018. Yes. Now, I think we should say right off the bat, we're not really sure if this is actually the greatest Royal Rumble. Sure. Um, but because of how many people are involved, you could make a case that size-wise, maybe it is. Who knows? This is this is also the most recent Royal Rumble that we'll have to date yes. of recording. Yeah. And by the way, my name is Jim because I did not introduce myself. Uh, also, I maybe I might start my give myself a new gimmick for this show. Uh, not this show, but I mean the podcast in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking of calling myself the climate changer. The climate changer. Yes, and I think because certainly there's going to be certain things on that I'm going to say during this episode that is probably not the norm when it comes to overall thoughts from wrestling opinion mm-hmm. why was this event put together why don't you give the background on it well um the short version is wwe and the country of saudi arabia uh what made a contract they worked out an agreement where the wwe would do at least a show a year uh i think this first or this first year was two shows uh, in Saudi Arabia, and this would be over an uh, an extended period of time. Jim said about twenty years, and WWE would get paid by Saudi Arabia, by the country, to come over and do these shows. A ridiculous amount of money. Do you want to tell them how much? Or are you are you not sure? It's in the millions. I think it's in like a twenty million range. That's, that sounds about right. And, I mean, theoretically, $20 million, that is, if everyone currently canceled their WWE Network subscription, this would cover it. Now, I don't see, this is where I'm a little confused, and I don't know if you know much about this or not, mm-hmm. but is it $20 million per show, $20 million per year? In other words, they also had an event called Crown Jewel in 2018. Right. And I don't know if that means is it ten million and ten million. I don't, I'm not it's sure. Probably going to be like a million a year. Okay, that's what you think. Yeah, okay, a million a year. That that's my guess. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, this is the the Saudi Arabian people have a kingdom. So I believe there's a king and a prince at least. Yes. And I assume they're the ones that are paying for this. Mm-hmm. They are. Oh, okay. Um, Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, joy to the world. <laughs> it's the biggest show, the longest show, probably. Yeah. But yeah, I got to be honest with you, this Rumble match does have a lot of implications uh, on the future of Royal Rumbles because a couple of records, records may get set here. See? Yeah. It all depends, because I've heard some people say, oh, maybe WWE won't really think this is canon, so to speak. And if it is, we'll find out this coming January Mm -hmm. with with Royal Rumble 2019. Um, But if it it isn't, then certain records just aren't going to be recognized here. Did you watch this event when it happened? Yes, I did. 
Okay. I took the day off from work for it. Uh, just to see what it what, what it was going to be like. Uh, and I have to say, at that time, I I thought it was a good show. The match, this, this match that we're going to talk about, watching it the first time, it just seemed f- more fun. Mm-hmm. And then watching it a second time around, you watch it and it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know if they should ever make this match as long as it is. It's interesting you say that because for so anyone that knows me knows I do not like the current product at all. I was ready to basically shit on this entire thing, but I don't think I'm going to be as brutal as maybe I thought I was going to be mm-hmm. in regards to it. Surprise! This was chosen by me over the 2002 Royal Rumble mm-hmm. uh, when we spun the wheel. And I, I'll tell you right now, my reasoning was because we had done 88 to 93. Yeah. So I was kind of like, all right, let's balance it out by doing the most recent Royal Rumble. And that's why I chose this one. Mm-hmm. Eventually, we're going to do them all. But oh, yeah, we are. I chose this one for this for that reason. All right, what's going on in the WWE at this point? All right, well, at this point in time, we are about three weeks removed from WrestleMania 34. So this is not too long after that event has taken place. Uh, We also recently had the WWE draft. Uh, they, They have some new name that I can't think of off the top of my head right now. It's completely dumb. It's not a lottery? No, not a lottery. Uh, oh, Superstar Shakeup. That's what it was called. Okay. Because, you know, they don't want to use the word, the term draft anymore. That's a bunch of BS. But uh, Did you did you feel like things were shaken up? Mm, not really. <laughs> okay. The, the only good thing was there was some new talent that actually came up, and a couple of them have succeeded so far. And... Um, Oh. I mean, there's no big storyline going into this? Well, not really. I mean, the Raw Tag Team titles were vacated the day after WrestleMania because Braun Strowman and his partner, for those who have short-term memory, happened to be a nine-year-old kid. What a bunch of garbage. <laughs> so they had to vacate the titles because the kid had to go to school. At least I understood why they put the belt on our cat. <laughs> It was for publicity. What was what publicity are they getting for a nine-year-old? Uh, not much. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura turned heel after his attempt at the WWE title at WrestleMania, which failed. And Carmella cashed in her Money in the Bank contract to beat Charlotte to become the SmackDown Women's Champion. Maybe a stupid question for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. So was Carmella known as... Miss or Mrs. Money in the Bank? I think Mrs. Money in the Bank. So she was married to the briefcase. Pretty much. Because I, I, I had saw that they did a women's Money in the Bank, and I was wondering what they called the woman that had that. If, if Because I'm, unlike a guy, it's just straight up Mr. Right. Whether you're married or not. If I am wrong, hmm. folks, please send an email and... What's that, e- what's that email address again? Just so people can send it. It is eliminated3088 at gmail.com. That's eliminated3088 
3088 at gmail.com. All right, and if nothing else is going on in WWE, which seems to be today's standard that really nothing's going on, uh, what happened? what's going on in other promotions during this time? Well, uh, let's briefly go through who the champions are going into oh, okay. Very good. Yes, this, yes. this day. Uh, Universal champion is Brock Lesnar. Uh, excuse me, that is the Brock Lesnar Memorial Championship. I, I, I used to call it... That other name, I'm always going to refer to as the Brock Lesnar Memorial Championship. I do apologize for forgetting that. Uh, Seth Rollins is the Intercontinental Champion. Nia Jax is the Raw Women's Champion. As previously mentioned, the Raw Tag Team titles are vacant. The Cruiserweight Champion is Cedric Alexander, who won it in the finals of a tournament that was held at WrestleMania. The WWE Champion is AJ Styles. The United States champion is Jeff Hardy. The SmackDown Women's champion, just mentioned a moment ago, was Carmella. And the SmackDown Tag Team champions are the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, Meanwhile, Impact Wrestling, they're going through a bit of a change because they're going under new ownership. Um, It is no longer Billy Corgan. But Anthem, who is in charge of the company at this point. And... Okay, so this was a little bit after the... uh, Before... or Sorry, before the Greatest Royal Rumble. But after Impact had a pay-per-view, Austin Aries won the title, or is the Impact champion. Although that episode won't air till like, late May, but... Right, they tape ahead of time. They're like me. Pretty much. <laughs> we're, we're IT way ahead of time. Uh, I like Westerners. I think that's a, I remember thinking that was a great choice. The Impact Tag Team Champions are LAX. The X Division Champion is... Now, just to be clear, that is new LAX, right? Not right, her new, and right, it's an homicide, new, right? Right, new okay. LAX. Uh, X-Division champion is Matt Seidel. The Knockouts champion is um, is Sue Young, who's... Had, that's quite an interesting character. If you've oh, my that. God. I, yeah, I remember I saw her versus someone who I can't remember right now at, on some show that was for free. It was like I was a Saturday night... I was kind of just hanging out. It was a free show on Twitch, not with Impact themselves, like an indie right. show. And she hung someone, pretty much. <laughs> I like Sue Young's character, actually. And the grand champion of Impact is also... I can't believe they still have this. Well, it's not for much longer, because they do retire the belt about a month and a half later after that, this event. Uh, that should have retired immediately. Austin Aries is the grand champion, and he ends up being the last champion. Good for him. That's just another reason to like Austin Aries. I have always hated the grand championship. I never understood its importance. Meanwhile, Ring of Honor, uh, their current world champion is Dalton Castle. Their world tag team champions are the Briscoe Brothers. Their world television champion is Silas Young. Their world six-man tag team champions are SoCal Uncensored, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky. And they recently, at this time, 
brought a new championship, the Women of Honor Championship, and their first champion is Sumi Sakai. Okay. I don't think I knew that. Um, I also like that whether it's 2007, 2014, or 2018, them boys are still around. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Why uh, women, other than the fact, and we're kind of going to get to it on this Greatest Royal Rumble show too, was there a reason for a Women of Honor championship except with exception for the whole hashtag me too and I'm with her? Well, they had recently, about two or three years ago, they had started to bring back women's, you know, competition. Okay. In Ring of Cause, Honor. Because last I had tuned in, and, and you're t- mm-hmm. I'm talking about like 2015, like, right. I don't remember them having women's matches. I remember, I remember for the longest time I would joke, it's time for our one women's match mm-hmm. of forever. If forever, it's going to be Sarah Del Rey versus Daisy Hayes. Well, what they would do is they would film the matches and they would post it on YouTube. So they wouldn't be on the regular show. So, event, but eventually they would, you know, make it onto the, the weekly TV show. And then they eventually got to pay-per-view. Um, actually, Death Before Dishonor, I believe, was the first time that that title was defended on pay-per-view mm-hmm. earlier this uh, September. So... Now let me ask you this: Do you, you the so obviously WWE has so much TV time with Raw and SmackDown, mm. and and they have two women's championships. You know, Impact has the knockouts compared to those two, and I'm not saying better or worse than, but size wise, how big is the Ring of Honor Women of Honor stuff? <sighs> like, would you say it's? like 10 people or less or do you think which would be less than impact i think but not i do you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah i do i'd say about 10 to 12 okay so they're probably around the same as impact yeah, because they do use some talent from japan that comes over i guess my final question whenever what i guess when it comes to that and I don't know, like you, and I don't mean to be this to be insulting, but it might come across that way for you. Mm-hmm. I I do consider you in some ways. I'm trying to be really nice about this. <laughs> super defensive on Ring of Honor. No, that's fair. That's fair. Like how? Like do you, does it feel like the Women of Honor is just the force they are? Like when I look at Impact. You've, mm-hmm. you've seen how long they've actually been committed right. to women's wrestling. Right. Whereas the WWE feels like this big political movement to me. Right. Where does Ring of Women of Honor fall on that for you? I think they're in where Impact is, where they have matches. Like, I know when they do live house shows and even TV tapings, they can have, like, up to four matches per TV taping. Okay. And... Out of those, I would say two end up making it on TV, where the other two make it onto their YouTube site. Okay, all right. So, I I think they're at where Impact is, Mm -hmm. whereas they do get used, but it's not as big and mainstream as where WWE is. Okay, and by the way, folks, I do apologize because I do know that we're this is probably the biggest, longest intro that we've probably ever had. <laughs> but but really, the problem, the the reason for that is the fact that this is the biggest time jump we've ever had. Yeah, 
as well. We have jumped from 1993 to 2018 at this point. Yeah, I tried acid jeans. They're they're not working for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it's funny that we bring the women up because that's the last thing I want to bring up before we start the actual Greatest Royal Rumble. Because women not allowed on this show. No, they are not. However, now, what is the background of that? Why don't you explain to people if you know if you're not if you're not well, sure? Basically, uh, it goes back to Saudi Arabia where they have these limits on females on women, and you know there are certain things that they're allowed to do and they're not allowed to do, um, and for some reason. They were not allowed to be out on the show, which is interesting because a few months back when they were in Abu Dhabi, which is another city in the Middle East, they had a women's wrestling match there. Really? Yeah, a WWE women's match. Um, Although they had to have their skin covered up. They still had a mat. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that was the biggest controversy about this Saudi Arabia show, I would say. Mm-hmm. Because then there were rumors that that they might have gotten paid because I guess WWE felt bad. But at the same time, I think Lawler, Jerry Lawler, was the only one that mentioned it and no one else really confirmed that. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, again, I am going to be the climate changer during this episode. Right. Do not think that that should have been allowed. I don't think that that, you know, and in fact, some people think that the evolution show was just an answer because, oh, you can't have the women on the Saudi Arabia show for Crown Jewel. We actually had a discussion about that on uh, that. I believe I, I believe that. That was an interesting topic when I brought it up with Fro. It was a it was a very interesting conversation. You guys well, can go back and check that out. See if Fro agreed or disagreed. I might go check that out. I'm curious what your political opinion is of all of this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that was a big thing as far as this whole event goes. In fact, I believe Saudi Arabia issued an apology for a commercial that aired during this, which was probably one of the worst commercials I've ever heard in my life, by the way. Um, But that's, it's not because, so basically the commercial was this and Bill, correct me if I'm wrong. So I guess this was the start of, they're now putting both brands on a on on this on the same pay per view, which yes. I guess they weren't doing before. That's correct. Okay, and to do this, uh, they had wrestlers kind of sing a song about two brands uniting. Yeah, it's a and bad it, song. What a terrible song! <laughs> but what else do I expect these days from CFO Dollar Sign? <laughs> But women were on there. Women were singing the song because they were kind of representing both brands. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you're going to have a women's championship, you got to have women on there. And Saudi Arabia didn't like it. Right. And they were very upset about it. And because women were on there, not because of what was said, just the mere presence of just women. Just the presence. Right. Yeah, they said – actually, I have it here. The Saudi General Sports Authority issued an apology for indecent material that aired at the event. And indecent material is quoted. I mean, that song was indecent material. <laughs> but I think they did mean just the side of the women. And actually, I do want to bring up one last thing. And then also, we're... wait, who did who apologized? The sports athletic what? What was it? The Saudi General Sports Authority. What are the chances that that is only the king and the prince? 
there's a possibility. There's a very big possibility. Uh, one last thing, and then we're going to get into this. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Arabian Peninsula uh, area members of Al-Qaeda issued a warning <laughs> to, to the prince and criticized the WWE event, stating that disbelieving wrestlers exposed their privates and on most of them was the sign of the cross in front of a mixed gathering of young Muslim men and women. The corruptors did not stop at that. For every night, musical concerts are being announced, as well as movies and circus shows. Wait, what? Hold on. So, they're just mad that the event is happening? Basically. Basically? Yes. Okay. The Arabian Peninsula chapter of Al-Qaeda. Oh, boy. Al-Qaeda, or however you want to... WWE is going to start a war between countries now. Yeah. Great. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's let's get to it. So here's what we know about this Royal Rumble. We know that it is the, called the greatest Royal Rumble because it is 50 people. We also know that it's every 90 seconds, which yeah. is the first time in this podcast history that we have a 90-second rule, which means our intervals have now changed. Bill, what is the new interval time for us? Our time will now go from 10 minutes to seven and a half minutes. Right. Uh, Same format as before, every five. And there wasn't much, if any, thing that hyped up this greatest Royal Rumble during the actual card. No. Not that I can recall. Gone are the days of having various wrestlers cut 15 second promos or even an interview segment that said anything we're just they're like just this is it yep and there's a prize though yes there is what is the prize bill a huge freaking trophy right (laughs) and and a championship belt really oh yeah they they get they get the greatest royal rumble championship belt how great would it be let's say this comes back and really it's just the, a yearly title defense. So with like the winner wins, but they get next year the Undertaker Hogan rules from yes. 1990, uh, 1992, yes. and where they can only draw between probably 40 and 50. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it should be. I'd be all for that. How do you feel about just the trophy being given? I think the trophy would have been fine in itself. Mm-hmm. Um. But then you add a title to the mix. It makes it a... I mean, the titles or the trophies already prestigious, I think, because right. of what it looks like and what it's for. Um, I think the title's a nice little twist. I'm going to give a shout-out to one of my coworkers, Charlie, who brought up something really great that they think... Because he was kind of like, ah, oh, it's stupid that a trophy is... You know, what? It's just, it's, just a, it's just a trophy, in which I said to him, like, hey, look... Freaking 88 to 88 yep. and 90. They didn't have anything. They got nothing. nothing. There's no reason for them. At least they're getting something here. But he brought up a great point. He said what he would have been okay with is you knew that they were going to come back to Saudi Arabia late, later that year. Mm-hmm. The winner of the Greatest Royal Rumble specifically gets a title shot at the next Saudi Arabia event. Oh, that would have made – oh. Because if we're going by that, perhaps the Saudi Arabia events aren't as canon as their other events, mm-hmm. then it really doesn't affect anything. Yeah. I like that idea a lot. But I, I, mean, I do I, too. 
Yeah, obviously they didn't do it. Who knows if they'll do it next year. Hell, it took them, what, five years before they actually had something on the line. So exactly. it might be one of those situations. Um, all right, let's get to it, Bill. Here we go. All right, here we go. Entries one through five. One, Daniel Bryan. Two, Dolph Ziggler. Three, Sin Cara. Four, Curtis Axel. And five, Mark Henry. And I have, during this segment, eliminated Sin Cara and Curtis Axel. I did forget to mention that the announcers for this are Michael Cole, Corey Grays, and Byron... Brian Saxton? Byron Byron, Byron Saxton. All right, see how much I know about today's product. A.A.A. The Adult Child. Really? Okay. Oh, my God. This... I'm not going to get into it right now. Well, I'm sure we'll find time in this long-ass show to get into it. Um, So, the first thing I have here... Oh... I'm doing something special for this Rumble and the next episode. So I criticize today's WWE a lot for being super generic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the next episode we're doing is Royal Rumble 2000. Yeah. So for this one, I'm going to categorize these wrestlers on people that I don't think are generic or if they are generic to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the 2000 Royal Rumble, I'll point out the characters. So for this set, I have as generic Dolph Ziggler, Curtis Axel. I don't count part-timers, which I assume Mark Henry is. Well, I, Mark's sort of retired by now because he, he went into the Hall of Fame earlier this year, gave a gave a heck of a speech, actually. It was my favorite speech of the night. Mm-hmm. He, he, brought out the, he even brought out the sexual chocolate character during his speech, which was pretty good. But, um, he, he talked about how turned on he was on for Mae Young. As the sexual chocolate character? No. <laughs> Although he tried to hit on Stephanie McMahon during his speech. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I guess that is the right route to go. <laughs> Explain uh, to me why Dolph Ziggler's music plays late. All right, there was a point towards the end of 2017 where Ziggler, he actually, like, surrendered a title. I, I think it was the U.S. title. I don't remember. And he just walked out. And then... When he came back at the Royal Rumble in January, they did that whole scratch sound that you heard at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then they did the song, and it makes no sense. No, it doesn't, because I was like, this reminds me of an Impact Wrestling when AJ Styles went dark, and they would they would kind of play a little bit of a slow beat for him, yes. But then it would go back to his regular song. But the re- there was a reason for that. There was a, it was that he felt betrayed by Dixie Carter and all the fans that he can have this affair. How can they believe that he had an affair with Claire Lynch? Mm-hmm. So I kind of got that, and I was like, did they rip that off from AJ? And what's Dolph's story? But you're telling me there is none. There's pretty much no story. Okay. I'm also surprised Sinkara is still around. Now my question to you though is, which one is he? It's the the second version, the one that was Hunico. Yes, you okay. remember Hunico. What do you have for this segment? Um, well, first first thing I wrote down was great choice to start the match with Daniel and Dolph. Um, when Curtis Axel came out, why did they play that theme? That theme is god awful. <laughs> Uh, see, that's my problems. I don't even remember what his theme was. It's a mix of his dad's theme. Oh, now I remember it. And yeah. it's, like, updated. It, it. And then I have a note here. Is the clock fast? I, I had that, too. I noted that, too. The time was quick on some of these entries. And it's throughout the whole match. 
Yeah, part of me, though, is wondering if that's because me and you are used to two-minute intervals at this point. Right. That a minute and a half kind of goes by quicker and we're not expecting it. Although some of those some of like those entries, it felt like it wasn't even a full minute before some of them came out. It was like maybe like 45, 50 seconds, and then right. somebody else came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like I said, I had down here that I didn't have Generic Down by Daniel Bryan because I kind of feel like he has a character. Yeah. Sin Cara, I mean, just the name Sin Cara, you're not going to find someone in your local supermarket named Sin. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and plus he wears a mask, so there's a bit of a character there. So that's why I gave it to those two as far as that goes. And I mean, I know you said Mark Henry's not part-time, but you are saying he's retired, so I don't really count him in my list as far yeah. as this goes. yeah. When Mark Henry came out, some of the people were dancing to his theme. I don't know if you caught that, like, in the background. I didn't. But, like, a bunch of them got together and they were dancing side to side. Yeah, I guess they're into Mark Henry, surprisingly. I mean, I was into Mark Henry, too, but for yeah. at one point. Oh, but... oh, yeah. Um, something, something else I noticed, and this is early on, and then it changes during the match, is, like, the crowd, like, when the countdown starts, they're really into this countdown. And then, as you go further into the match, it seems like they're not really into this into this whole idea of a countdown. Okay. You think that's because they're fatigued? Maybe. I mean, th- this was a big show. They had ten matches on this show, and in- counting this one, this match as well. I mean, this show was gimmicked up the ass, you know? I mean, I do feel like today's WWE is like a marathon because isn't like their big shows like WrestleMania and SummerSlam probably about the size of four to five hours? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it, it, yeah, you got to pace yourself for those shows. Uh, how are we doing with the clock? Uh, we have less than a minute. Okay, so the last thing I'll say in regards to this is I do agree with you. I think Daniel Bryan's a great person to start off the Rumble. And I guess if you're going to start off anyone, I mean, Ziggler is pretty well-conditioned if you're going to have someone that stays out there for a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's definitely can't, definitely not – definitely could be worse people that they could have picked. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised Curtis Axel is still around a little bit. Oh, well, he's still around, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and Bo Dallas, who is going to pop up in a little bit, they're part of a team known as the B Team. And Ten, I'll tell you why. Nine, eight, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All right. Uh, now we go to entry six through ten. Six is Mike Kanellis. Seven, Hiroki Sumi. Eight, Victor. Nine, Kofi Kingston. And ten, Tony Nese. And I have during this segment eliminated Mike Kanellis, Hiroki Sumi, Mark Henry, and Victor. And as far as my pattern of um, generic or not generic, uh, so I have Kanellis, Sumi, Victor, and Tony Nese as generic. I have Kofi Kingston as generic. Then I crossed it off. More on that story later in this episode. What do you have as a note for this? Uh, Well, the first two notes are about Mike Kanellis. The first note is he has a video game theme, or at least the beginning of it is a video game theme. 
And then I wrote, hi, Mike, bye, Mike. I have two notes. <laughs> Surprisingly, I also have two notes from Mike Canales, who apparently is the star of this segment for us, if we both have two notes for him. <laughs> no, the first note is um, that I miss him in Impact because I loved his theme song in Impact, which is funny because you just talked about how you didn't like his theme song here. Yeah. Uh, and the second thing is... Did he just set a record for shortest time, which we've talked about on our last episode about, you know, what we've learned so far? Now, if you go by Wikipedia. Okay. Because I have the the stats from Wikipedia up. So, you know, take, take it with a grain of salt. Right. Uh, he did not set the record. Who are they giving it to then? Santina? Yeah. Okay. They have Mike in for three seconds. This is going to be one of those things that I'm really interested in in the 2019 Royal Rumble with who are they going to put in that category for Mm -hmm. their video. Yeah. Because I guess at this point, the Warlord and Bushwhacker Luke are no longer in contention. Right. It's definitely either Canalis or um, Santino. And... I just want to say real quick, on on the record, I got nothing against Mike Kanellis. I think he's a great talent. I'm glad that he got his life around. Uh, he had gone into rehab uh, for drug addiction, but he managed to clean himself up, clean himself up, got his life back together. He and Maria had a baby girl this year, so I'm just glad to see all of them, especially Mike, healthy and doing very well. Right, and then see, but I do say, we'll say this: as someone that doesn't watch much of today's product, it definitely comes across that they do not think as a company much of Mike Canales. Right. I mean, if you think back to him in the Impact days, like he was actually, if I remember correctly, he was actually on the verge of main eventing there. Mm-hmm. Like he would, they were really pushing hard for him and Maria. Now here he is with the sh- possibly the shortest time. And also, he essentially took his wife's name yeah. as the ring name, which I, I know that we're in a day where, like, oh, if anyone can take anyone's name. But for a lot of people, I do think there's still that group of people that are like, no, no, you take your husband's name as tradition. Yeah. So this is this is weird. Like, I, I just don't think they think much of him. And quite frankly, I kind of wish he'd go back to Impact. Um, do you remember real quick? Do you remember yeah. uh, when he was in Ring of Honor, he and Maria, and they had the title of love? <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, what a great idea that was. That was a good idea. That, I agree. My next note is what happened to Mark Henry? He seemed slow and uninterested. I guess age gets to you. I guess. I also have as a note, does Victor have a last name? No, he doesn't. Is he is just Victor. And then I also wrote always hate seeing New Day. Worst <laughs> thing about the company question mark. Okay. I'm actually surprised you didn't write a note about uh Hiroki Sumi. You're right, I should have. Because what do you think about Hiroki Sumi. Okay. There is actually a story to this. Because WWE asked the prince of Saudi Arabia 
what three wrestlers would you like to see on on the show when it happens? What three? Yeah, any okay. any three wrestlers. Okay. So he mentions Undertaker, who is still alive. He he's on this show. Uh, Ultimate Warrior and Yokozuna. Yes. So they didn't tell him that Warrior and Yokozuna were both dead. So they didn't tell him? No. So they get this sumo guy who has nothing to do with wrestling to come and do this one appearance. That's so weird. Because I, I didn't even, I pegged him as, oh, he's just an NXT up-and-comer. Because I don't watch the product. Right. I didn't think much of it, but wow. And I would have said, oh, no, but he's dead too. I was going to say they should have gotten the Renegade. Yeah, but he's also. Yeah. Uh, he, no way. Wait, do, do they do that every time? Like, okay, so when they had Crown Jewel, did they request three people then too? I don't think so. Okay. I think it was just that that one time. That's pretty great, though. Yeah. Two out of three are dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait a minute. So I knew I knew Saudi Arabia was behind the times in regards to because uh, because sometimes different parts of the country don't get current pr- wrestling product like it's not offered to them. Exactly. You're gonna tell me they're like at least ten years behind. They could be. Oh my god. Okay. Or, what else? Yeah. Or maybe the prince just has a fond memory of Warrior and Yokozuna. I also wrote that Victor could be a rejected character from The Office. With that long hair, could see that. And then one more note about our sumo wrestler. Mm-hmm. I wrote that Mr. Fuji got tall and fat. Wow. Yeah. Can I have? Can I ask a question about our sumo wrestler? Sure. So did he actually work independence? Like, is he an actual wrestler? Is he a legit sumo wrestler that they just like, yep, we'll bring you in? All right. Now we go to 11 through 15. 11 Dash Wilder, 12 Hornswoggle, 13 Primo Cologne, 14 Xavier Woods, and 15 Bo Dallas. And I have during this segment eliminated Dash, Hornswoggle, and Tony Nese. I'll have you start this segment off. All right. Uh, well, let's talk about Hornswoggle. Yes. Hornswoggle getting brought in for this one appearance. Uh, mm-hmm. The crowd was really into that appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Hornswoggle was 2007, so that matches up to the time period right. they they know. Uh, also, I noticed the kids are really enjoying this. Because like, if you watch like the first few rows, like the Prince and all the other head people, they're just sitting there, or they're talking, or they're just standing. Meanwhile, the kids are just into this. Mm-hmm. They are enjoying this. I can I can see that because it's it's really weird the way now that you mention it that it's set up because on the hard camera side there's definitely a row of I guess the king the prince and I guess whoever the highest ranking of the government there is yeah. like I assume that's the whole front row there yeah and there's a lot of times that you can see like oh yeah they don't really care right now oh yeah but yeah but you're right the kids are probably all about this. 
Um, real quick, I want I want to get back to your aunt or your question about okay. the sumo wrestler. Yes, he is a legit sumo wrestler. He's never done pro wrestling to the best of my knowledge. So I figured that. Yeah. Also, during this segment, I have his generic Dash Wilder, Primo, and Bo Dallas, and once again. Xavier Woods, I had generic, but then crossed it out. More on that later. Uh, I also have a quote. It's WWE, not not play school. <laughs> okay, explain yourself on this one. I mean, that's what somebody said. I don't know who it was. Oh. It wasn't Michael oh, Cole. Okay. Oh. Uh, and I put, kind of feels like play school characterizing and creative. Har, har, har. <laughs> okay, should we... I think we should mention this because you brought it Please. up uh, before, long before we did this episode. The quote about Hornswoggle and how it's going to be hard to eliminate him. It's the dumbest reason. I don't have a quote, though. I just have someone gives the dumbest reason why Hornswoggle will win. Basically, Something about his height. Yeah, basically, there's uh, uh, Corey says that he's thick. Oh, my God. He's thick. It's fucking small. And, and like the like the other guys are trying to defend Hornswoggle and Corey's like, Oh well, you know, he's three foot eight, four hundred and twenty pounds. I'm like, oh god, that's never gonna hold up. This is the dumbest reason. And I and I love Corey, but that argument's not gonna hold up. And then he also get and then I think it's Dolph Ziggler that does a terrible super kick to Hornswoggle. That it doesn't even look like it connects. Mm-hmm. Primo botches as well. I wrote about Primo. He's still here. That's that's my one line. He's still here. Uh, I also have here that I hate Xavier's horn. <laughs> oh, Francesca number two. And then Kofi. I wrote Kofi Kingston spot, which now I don't even remember. Oh, he was on the back of Xavier because like. Xavier went over the top, but he stayed. Kofi went over the top, but he latched onto uh, Xavier. And Xavier's, like, holding onto the ropes for dear life. And then I also have Kingston and Woods dance and throw out Dash? Question mark? Or was that Nice? I think that was Nice. Was it Nice? Okay, that's what I wasn't sure. All these people just blend together to me eventually because there's like next to no characters for most of these people. That being said, one of the reasons I find myself enjoying this particular rumble is the fact that I don't feel like we're getting that, oh, here comes Kevin Nash. Look, he's going to last in for a minute and then he's done. Mm -hmm. Like they are kind of focusing on their current stars it's just the shame their current stars aren't more interesting. I think they talked about. I think I think it was Hornswoggle where they said or talked about biting. I, I don't remember who it was, and I wrote, "Is biting legal?" And then I remembered, "Yes, it's the Royal Rumble. Pretty much anything is legal." And then when Bo Dallas came out, I wrote, "This would be the halfway point of the match." Right. This Did would be. Didn't you want to say something about Bo Dallas from earlier? Oh, yeah. Okay. So he and Curtis Axel are currently a tag team. And the, the backstory is they were the Miz's, like, henchmen. And they were part of the Miz-tourage. So then Miz got drafted or shaken up to SmackDown. But Bo and Curtis stayed. 
on Raw. And they tried to come up with a team name. So they were going to go with the A-Team. And Kurt Angle's like, uh, no, you can't use that. That's trademarked. All right, we'll be the B-Team. So, yeah. So in their creativity, depending on what you consider creative. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. They take regular white t-shirts used a black sharpie and wrote the letter B on the front of the shirts. Boy. And they wore it to the ring. Well, and they became the B team and they actually would end up being tag team champions for a few months this year. Really? Okay. I'm impressed Curtis Axel holds the belt in 2018. How about Bo Dallas? Gotta believe. Well, I mean, see, but Bo Dallas was... Someone I remember back in the day watching, I say back in the day, it's like 2015, I think. <laughs> back in but, my day. But I was like, oh, Bo Dallas has a pretty good gimmick. I remember he um, he's on NXT, and I think JBL, for some reason, was in charge of NXT, and he lost the Loser Leaves Town, and I think got put on a forklift or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is some pretty good stuff. I was like, what happened? Whereas Curtis Axel was kind of dead after Triple H. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All right, now we go to 16 through 20. 16, Kurt Angle. 17, Scott Dawson. 18, Goldust. 19, Connor. And 20, Elias. And I have, during this segment, eliminated Bo Dallas, Primo, Ziggler, Connor, Woods, and Kingston. And as far as my um, generic or generic, I have generic under Scott Dawson and Connor. I considered Goldust and Kurt Angle part-timers, and I like Elias. We'll talk about that in just a second. What do you have? Well, the first thing I wrote down is when Kurt Angle comes out. Um, Michael Cole mentions that this is only Angle's fourth Royal Rumble match, which I find very surprising. I thought he had been in a lot more than four. I'm actually not that surprised by that, believe it or not. Yeah. Only because I know, you know that he can't comes in on the next episode in two weeks. Mm. Oh, wait, no, yeah, like, yeah, he comes into the company next episode in two weeks. Yeah. And then... He's in impact by I would say two thousand six. Yeah, by the end of oh six, just and like there were two times that he was the champion going into Rumble. Like I feel like for maybe those two times he was a transition champion, or he like it wasn't that he actually headlined Mania. Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong with that. Not I I have here Kurt the afterthought angle though, (laughs) because he is an afterthought since coming back. Absolutely. I mean, think about it. Anyone that wants to try to argue with me about this, number one, his return match is an afterthought because someone else got injured. His WrestleMania return match was an afterthought because The Rock wouldn't show up for whatever happened there. He's an afterthought in this company now. That's just how it is. What else do you have? I didn't have much for this segment, actually, or this particular part. I think at one point, um, the commentators were arguing 
about something and I wrote down to just calm down. Because <laughs> there was a lot of arguing during this. I really didn't get it. Because I think the commentary at some point during this match, and, and I hate to say it, but it sort of ruins the match for me. I can see that. You're right, because it's not a monsoon Heenan argument where there's a point to it. Mm-hmm. And this is – so I definitely understand what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, here's where I'm going to bring up where I crossed off uh, Kingston and Woods earlier. Okay. So here's what the payoff for that is that at this point I realize, all right, wait, maybe Kingston and Woods actually do have a gimmick. Their gimmick is to be the annoying wrestlers because I'm really annoyed with each time I see them come out, uh, like in general. So I, that's why I decided, no, they're not generic. They're just, that's their gimmicks to be annoying. Mm-hmm. Next is, why is Goldust not retired? Uh, oh, poor Dustin. I mean, unless you're going to give me old school Goldust where he touches himself, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't think he could do that in that country. He'd probably get killed. That's true. Actually, you're right. I'm sorry, Goldust. I didn't realize that maybe you might get... A severe penalty for that. Yeah, death. I mean, I wasn't going to say that because I wasn't sure, but you can. Okay. <laughs> I like Elias. How do you feel oh, about Oh, I love Elias. Oh, he's so good on the mic. But I also feel like he's that perfect example of someone WWE could make interesting, but choose not to. Like, early this year, I was really into Elias. I don't watch much of today's product, but I was like, oh, this guy's pretty good. I'm entertained by him. But the problem is, every time I would check him out again, I was like, nothing has happened to progress this character at all. And eventually I got bored. Right. I think for me, I look at the character from what he does on the mic in the ring, because obviously he took the time to actually learn how to play the guitar. Because I don't think he knew originally when he was given the gimmick to play a guitar. But he took the time, learned how to do it, and he came, or WWE, I should say, not he, but WWE, came out with a small LP of Elias singing songs. Like his original, like original songs, original recording in the studio by him. Um, but I think to me where I knew he was over, like as either a heel or a face for good was they were in Seattle for raw one night and he's with Kevin Owens. So Kevin talks about how things don't make sense. Cause I think this was leading towards the Australia show that they had in the fall. And Elias makes a comment about, you know, yeah, yeah, things don't make sense. Like Seattle having a pro basketball team. And I kid you not, Jim, that crowd booed for five minutes straight. They, I don't even know who the Seattle basketball team is. The, the Seattle Supersonics? They yeah, moved, I mean, okay. They moved like 10 years ago, and they've never got it over it. And this crowd is giving them shit. And then at one point, you can hear KO uh, going to Elias, and he's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. 
because he's I'm not, with him. He's not a sports guy. Neither am I, as you can obviously tell. But oh my god, that crowd! It was like they could have killed him. They could have killed him. Wow, they defended the Supersonics so much. How do you feel about the Supersonics? I actually like the team name. That was a that was a different name. And then oh, they, what did it used to be? Maybe I knew the old name. Well, they were the Supersonics. Then they became just the Sonics. And then when they moved to Oklahoma City, they became the Thunder. Okay, the Thunder I've heard of. Okay. Yeah, so that's where the uh, Thunder came from. See, when they were the Sonics, they should have had a blue hedgehog as their mascot, and then everything would have been fine. <laughs> oh, man. I put, thank God, Elias eliminated New Day. Mm-hmm. I, that happened. Uh, yeah, so what else do you have? Because I don't really have much on this section. Actually, we are about to hit the countdown. Three, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All right. Uh, our next five, 21 through 25. 21 is Luke Gallows, 22, Rhino. 23, Drew Gulak, 24, Tucker Knight, and 25, Bobby Roode. And I have, during this segment, eliminated Kurt the Afterthought Angle, Drew Gulak, Goldust, and Dawson. And for my generic or not generic, I have Luke Gallows, generic, Drew Gulak, generic, Tucker Knight, generic. Rhino, I consider it a part-timer. And Bobby Roode, I said, entrance is different, but no character, so it's enough for me to not give him a generic. Uh, what do you got for this? Uh, I wrote down at one point Kurt Angle and Daniel Bryan are wrestling each other, and I wrote that this could be a dream match. Uh, I don't think they're going to do it at this point. They could have, but I don't think they yeah. will. And then at one point, uh, Michael Cole reminds us, because uh, they were talking about like size, like how tall wrestlers are. And they remind, and he reminded us how he was in the Royal Rumble uh, one time. And I wrote, "Don't remind us." I agreed. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think the main thing I noticed at about this point, the crowd is quiet. I mean, like you said, maybe they're fatigued at this point. Yeah. Hey, why is Rhino still around? Ah. Uh... You know, he got himself together. Uh, he was originally used just for NXT because, you know, they'll let, like, some of the older wrestlers wrestle for NXT to help, you know, develop the younger wrestlers, make them better. Um, but I guess he did so good that they brought him back up to the main roster and they had him team up with Heath Slater at one point. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Heath Slater, he's doing it for his kids. He's got kids. Ugh, that's the one thing you get me to not support you, so you're doing it for your family. Mm-hmm. I'm now against Heath Slater. <laughs> you just turned me on Heath Slater right now. <laughs> um, Like, I want... I, see, it's, it's funny, because that's also how I feel about, like, singing shows. Like, oh, God, how many times do I have to hear people say, I'm doing it for my family? Give me the guy that's like, hey, I just got out of bed this morning i'm single and i just want to be like you know what i want to be a singer that's the guy i want to root for that guy or woman or woman it could be a woman too you know what i'm doing this for me 
Yes, thank you, Bell. Yes, anybody else. I'm doing this for me. Right, like I love myself so much that I am determined that I can do it. Give me that story. Don't give me I'm doing it for my family. Did I've you, heard that one enough. Did yeah. you ever did you ever see the movie Sing? Yes, I love Sing. We had a character <laughs> like that in the movie, if for those who have not seen it. Mm-hmm. Um Seth MacFarlane voices that character. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen it, you got the closest thing we'll ever get to our dream contestant on a singing reality show. That movie's great. By the way, that movie made me have a newfound love because I don't remember it being one of his biggest hits. Elton John, I'm Still Standing. Oh, I love that song. Uh, but I never really knew it until that movie. I was like, oh, who, who originally does this? It's like Elton John. I'm like, ah, oh, this is great. This might be like my new favorite Elton John song now. The video is weird, though. It's early well, it's still, 80s. I, I've seen it. Like, it's at a beach or something. Yeah, and then the video doesn't ruin it for me. I still love the song. I'm still standing. Oh, so good. All right, gotta get back on track. Yeah, that's Bryce, oh, I said Bryce Rhino's right, still around. Yeah. Oh, this is where Elias eliminated Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. And I've, I remember I said that this should have been a bigger deal. Oh, yeah. Like, when I saw, like, again, I'm going back to Impact. When Ethan Carter III beat Kurt Angle... I felt like that was a huge deal. And I feel like this should have been up to that level of, oh my God, Elias just threw out Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't for some reason. Yeah, it never really developed into anything. And I don't know if it's because they also, they, they realized that, oh yeah, Kurt Angle's an afterthought. Whereas, I guess in Impact, it was like, you know, Kurt Angle was one of the guys. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I have here is, did Dawson eliminate himself? So <laughs> I think no. somebody asked that in that part. <laughs> I think he got tossed out. Okay. I, I think it's like that uh, when Fatu eliminated himself, or in 93, when Fatu was eliminated and Gorilla's like, how did he get eliminated? And Bobby's like, <laughs> oh, I think he threw himself out. That's right. By the way, um, the next segment, I think we'll talk about the rest of the card because I have very little for the next segment. Although it did, the next segment did make me the most confused I was while taking my notes, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, what else do you have for this segment? Um, that's really it. I, I do want to mention, though, with Tucker Knight, because he is the first of th- three or four wrestlers from NXT that are involved in this match. And I guess it shows even when you have, you know, a bajillion wrestlers on this show that you still need people from your developmental to come and do this show. And I found it interesting, even though, I mean, there were some that were on the shelf. Dean Ambrose was injured at this point in time. Sami Zayn could not go or at least the company wouldn't let him go because of his uh, Syrian descent. Even though he's Canadian, oh, okay, he's also part Syrian, and Syria and Saudi Arabia are not on the best terms. So, so that's why he didn't get to go. Um, that's really interesting. I didn't. I didn't even realize that Zayn wasn't on. Yeah, and I'm not saying that to be insulting. I well, just no, like no. Yeah. I understand. Um. 
What else? Uh, I, I think at one point they talked about how Byron Saxton was starting to rub off on Michael Cole and Michael Cole might have gotten him a little scared. Because, like I said, Byron is an adult child, basically. Wait, yeah, did you want to explain that to me? Okay, they make fun of this poor guy. And <laughs> I feel bad. He, you know, well, actually, our countdown's going to start. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All right. 26 through 30. 26 is Fandango. 27, Chad Gable. 28, Rey Mysterio. 29, Mojo Raleigh. And number 30, Tyler Breeze. All right. And I have for this segment eliminated Luke Gallows, Fandango, and Tyler Breeze. And for my generic or not generic, I have Fandango generic, Chad Gable generic, Rey Mysterio I considered a part-timer, Mojo Raleigh generic, Tyler Breeze generic, and let's get right into the most confused I was during this entire show. Okay. Okay. I had to rewind this like three or four times to figure this out. So, at one point, someone says, Good Brother eliminated by Ray." Okay. Who the and I'm like, who the fuck is Good Brother? <laughs> and so I had to keep watching to see who are they referring to to try to figure out who's the one that's being thrown out. It turned out it was Luke Gallows. That was the most confused I was taking my notes because it's not like Luke Gallows came out and it said Good Brother Luke Gallows like it probably would have said years ago, like Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay, where that comes from, the good brother thing, is when Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson were in Bullet Club in Japan. Mm -hmm. And they would refer not only to themselves, but to other members as good brother. So So it's actually more than one person that would be known as good brother. Right. So why is... Okay, Carl Anderson also on this show, right? He hasn't come out yet. He has not come out yet. Okay, because I don't remember them calling him Good Brother when he came and went out. I don't know. Maybe it's just a Luke Gallows thing. Ugh, I'm so mid. Fandango catches Breeze for the save, mm-hmm. but then he gets out anyway. What do you have? And then I want to get right into everything else that happened on the show. Okay. There is a point where... Actually, it's right when Fandango comes out. And... Michael Cole says it, and Corey's like, well, how did you know? And Michael's like, his name is on the screen! Look oh at the God. screen! <laughs> so, the, so they have this whole, like, disagreement, and then Chad Gable comes, and Michael's like, it's Chad Gable. See? It's Chad Gable. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they're arguing about that. Yet they had no problem with the good brother. Right. And then when Tyler Breeze comes up, they bring up the screen again. It's like, oh my god, is that what that long flight over to Saudi Arabia did to these poor people? Yeah, but the weird thing is you know they were probably there for like a day or two before this actually aired. It's not like they flew in that morning and now here they are performing. Right. Well, maybe some of them were. Maybe some of them were. I don't know, that's a long flight. It is. I don't know where they were that previous week, but 
the Saudi, that's a long flight. I wouldn't want to do that flight. That seems like a long flight. All right, what else happened during this show? I know some bullshit happened in the first match. (laughs) Our opening match, uh, John Cena defeated Triple H. See, can I just say, this is one of the things that annoys me the most about the current product. So this was the first show in Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. You could have had just any guy that doesn't have a character or anything as the first wrestler to come out in Saudi Arabia and be like, you know what? I'm the peacemaker. It's because of me. I'm starting the great relations here in Saudi Arabia with the United States. That's right. You could all thank me for this relationship. (laughs) And they would be an instant bad guy. Mm -hmm. But who do you send out first? Triple H. Who's... Of course, I've got, I've got to be. No, it's all about me. I'm making history. <laughs> all right, uh, Cedric Alexander successfully defended the cruiserweight title, beating Kalisto. Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy beat Cesaro and Sheamus to win the vacant Raw tag team titles. Jeff Hardy defeated Jinder Mahal to stay the U.S. champion. The Bludgeon Brothers beat the Usos to stay the SmackDown tag champions. Seth Rollins defeated Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, and The Miz in a ladder match to stay Intercontinental Champion. AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura went to a double countout. AJ Styles stayed the champ, the WWE Champion. Undertaker defeated Rusev in a casket match. And Brock Lesnar defeated Roman Reigns in a steel cage match with some controversial BS ending. Okay. Uh, do we want to talk about the controversial BS ending? Okay, so... Because, I mean, we've dedicated the rest of the time on this segment for this right. anything outside oh, of here. Oh, and, and that match was for the Brock Lesnar Memorial Championship. Thank you very much. I mean, regular people <laughs> call it the Universal Championship, but here on this show, it's the Brock Lesnar Memorial Championship. Okay, so I liked the end of the match. The, the end of the match was creative. Because mm-hmm. Romans got Brock in between the ropes and the steel cage, or a part of the steel cage. Roman hits a spear on Brock. The cage breaks, and they both go through. Like, the cage, the part of the cage collapses. It is clear as day. Roman Reigns' feet hit the floor first. <laughs> but the referee's like, Oh, Brock's the winner! Brock's the winner! And Brock's feet never touched the floor. His feet are still on that part of the cage that broke. And it's like, are you shitting me? This, hey, this is how you do it for the Brock Lesnar Memorial Championship. It I, goes back to Brock. I, I guess so. <laughs> and, then, and then they make it like this whole angle where... The, the referee apologized on Twitter and Roman Reigns is like the most unsympathetic sympathetic figure I've ever seen where it's like I should be the universal champion uh, my feet touched the ground first not Brock Lesnar I should be the champion right now he just didn't come off as sympathetic at all <sighs> um, also you know what I gotta be honest with you that I think it was either U.S. or Intercontinental Championship match. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it would be pretty good. Oh, the Intercontinental title match was really good. Was that the one with Seth Rollins and Samoa yeah. Joe? Yeah. That sounds like that would be really good. And I feel like maybe I slept on that one because I was, again, not invested because no one has characters in these days. So, yeah. But just hearing the lineup, I'm like, oh, that was sounds like it would be pretty good. Um, what else? Uh, Ten, so we, nine, what? eight, seven. Six, five, four, 
right. Our next five, 31 through 35, 31, Big E, 32, Carl Anderson, 33, Apollo Crews, 34, Roderick Strong, and 35, Randy Orton. And I have eliminated on this segment Tucker, Chad Gable, Rhino, Anderson, Mojo, and Cruz. And I also have Is the Clock Fast? And I also have Big E throwing pancakes. Terrible. What do you got? <laughs> okay. There's this one shot where when Big E, you know, does his intro, they get this shot of this one fan, and he has this look of like, who the hell's talking? Okay. He's like, oh my god, who the hell is talking? Uh, and then I wrote down, can you bring pancakes into Saudi Arabia? <laughs> is I wish a it customs issue. <sighs> I'm being totally serious, folks. I I, no I, w- I wish that it, they did allow pancakes so I could <laughs> save me from this horrible stuff that I'm watching. You know what? I feel like I feel like I, I feel like I've sworn off pancakes since I've known that the new day that's all about their gimmick. Like I cannot tell you the last time I ate a pancake. And maybe I should stick it that way. I can't remember either, in all honesty. Because it's uncool now, now that you know that the new day does it. <laughs> I I think where Big E had the pancakes is unsanitary. Remember. He had them in his tights. Oh, all right. I'm like, oh, dear Lord. Um, And then at one point, somebody falls into the pancakes, and I wrote down, oh, my God, into the pancakes. You know, because if they had thought of that, the commentators, they would have said that, you know. Um, My my generic people for this one was Carl Anderson, Apollo Crews, and Roderick Strong. And every time I saw Roderick Strong, I'm like, God damn it. Why couldn't you have been an impact yeah, because yeah. I always thought he would be a perfect person for Impact. Because Ring of Honor, like I don't know if Ring of Honor is like this anymore, but it used to be a few years ago. Like if you won the World Championship, they weren't doing two reigns, so you've kind of already reached your peak for the most part. Yeah, you have to go somewhere else. So I would. So like I remember thinking like, ah, oh, Roderick just had his reign. Go to Impact. Yeah, they don't do it really as much which which is which makes their title different you know that's a good thing uh i wanted to bring up one uh, one note from the or two notes from the previous segment sure that we didn't get into when ray mysterio comes out he gets a huge pop and we even get fireworks for his entrance (laughs) i realized that but you're right and then the other part um when Mojo came out, they discussed how somebody talked to Mojo, and Mojo said that his parents got engaged in Saudi Arabia many years ago. And I wrote, "Poor parents." I was gonna say, "Why did I didn't catch that?" I was like, "Why do I care about that?" Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then Apollo, during the, uh, his time, he got the dreaded sentence that. You don't want to hear any wrestler again in WWE. He's got the tools. <laughs> because basically, once they say that about you, you are screwed. Yeah, I agree. I, I have a quote here. Mm-hmm. It's from one of the announcers again. I don't remember which one. I'm okay. sorry. Uh, it got me mad. It's They say, it's 2018. We're watching Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio go back and forth. 
like and, the, and the, it was like said, being said like in a really excited tone and i'm like no that's one of the problems is that you guys are doing shit that's exactly the same as like 10 plus years ago mm-hmm. like like i think you know what to compare it to bill what when remember when hulk hogan fought piper in wcw yeah that was exciting because both of them for the most part, have gone through changes since then. Now Hulk Hogan is the bad guy running like the biggest mm-hmm. stable. It's new, even though it's happening probably about the same length of time, I would say. Yeah. Because what, what, Hogan and Piper fought, what, in 83 in WWE? Yeah. And then they fought in WCW, what, about 15 years later? Close to it. That's pretty much like this, only the difference is that, again... Hogan and Piper kind of redefined their roles and characters, yeah. whereas Randy Orton versus Rey Mysterio is exactly the same as it was about 15 years ago. I even wrote down, and this shows you either how many people there were in this match or my memory. Sure. I honestly forgot Randy Orton was in this match. <laughs> it is the honest truth. Like, when his music came, I'm like, oh, yeah, he was in this match. <laughs> Actually, I do have a, a, I did like the RKO that he did to Cruz. I thought that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I jinxed Rhino. You did. I, I At one point, I wrote down, Rhino is still in, exclamation point, question mark. And after I wrote that, he got out. <laughs> and then we also had uh, the Chop Fest with, uh, Roderick Strong and Daniel Bryan. Right. Uh, can't wait to talk about uh, Daniel's body, what it looked like later. His dear Lord. Michael Cole is really excited for Elias, especially when he does eliminations. Mm. And I wrote down, I think Michael might have had money on Elias to win this match. Because that would be right. a great storyline. Right. Do you think like they would have made or they, they were trying to make Elias the new Miz? Like how Michael Cole was cheering him on? I don't think so. Because with the Miz, like when he started out and then when he was champion, he was like the super annoying <laughs> heel. Like you <laughs> just could not stand him. Right. Whereas with Elias, people, I think, could deal with him. So I I don't think they're trying to make him like Miz number two. Uh, by the way, going back in time. I love doing this. Six, five, <laughs> four, three, two, one, zero. All right. Uh, 36 through 40, 36, Heath Slater, 37, Babatunde, 38, Baron Corbin, 39, Titus O'Neil, and 40, Dan Matha. I have, during this segment, eliminated is rude and strong. I'll let you start off with this one. Okay, at this point, the commentary has become MST3K. <laughs> it has basically just become... Mystery Science Theater for commentary. They're either making fun of themselves or the people in the match. 
That is what this commentary has become at this point in the match. It's funny you say that because my first quote, again, I don't know who said this, is, you kick with your toe, dum-dum. <laughs> yes! Oh, Graves said that to uh, Byron, the man-child. <laughs> I never did get to finish that defense or explanation of him. I guess I could do that now. So basically, Byron Saxton... Um, puts up with a lot of crap he really does okay he's a good decent human being <laughs> okay <laughs> i didn't like the way you said that like uh, he's an every man's working man guys right. <laughs> and they make fun of him because he's not married he sleeps at his parents house he <laughs> he's just enthusiastic it's like they're making fun of the poor guy and i feel bad about him like <laughs> There's an episode of Ride Along, which, Jim, I'm, it, it's actually pretty good. I, I would yeah, Sure, sure. There's an episode with him, JBL, and Michael Cole, and they're going to Baltimore. So at one point, they stop at the Delaware, you know, uh, stop. You know, the famous Delaware stop where they have, like, all these restaurants that you can get food at. So Byron goes out. And he, you know, is going to go to the bathroom and get some food. And JBL's like, Michael, get in the, get in the front seat. We're going to leave him here. So they just leave Byron at the Delaware stop. Oh, and, uh, Byron. And, Mike, and, and Byron has to find a ride to Baltimore. And he's asking these people, he's like, have you seen Michael Cole and JBL? <laughs> Oh, fuck you, poor man. Come on, Byron. Why don't you have that Uber app? <laughs> I know. You could pay for that. Your your salary pay, could pay for that. I mean, it probably isn't that much compared. Trust me, I've gone from New York back to where I'm at just because I was so out of it that, yeah, I need an Uber. And it do, it, it's, it's a lot, but it doesn't, like, I'm not suffering weeks later. Right. Byron, take a lesson. Get the Uber app. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's just get into this because... We have to. Yep, Titus Trips and the camera... No one talks about this. Titus Trips and the camera misses it. Exactly. When it originally happens, you don't see it. All you see is him crawling out. Right. And it's like, what happened? Well, then they make sure to tell you because then we get a replay... And the announcers giggle like little kids. So basically what happened is Titus O'Neil comes out and he... And by the way, before I forget, everyone on this list was generic. Okay. So that's easy. Um, Titus O'Neil comes out and he trips and lands... He goes headfirst basically under the ring. And then he comes out and then does his spots or whatever he's mm -hmm. doing. But the announcers fucking love it. They are all about this one of them actually says this may be the greatest moment in royal rumble it's had that down yep michael cole said it and i put down after that quote low standards <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay now at this point i have called it the slide it is basically the slide i agree with that sure um when it first happened, because I was watching it, I was I was watching it with some friends on Skype. Uh, 
I laughed my ass off. I don't know. Oh, wait, hold on, wait a minute. You're having Skype wrestling parties? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. How come I'm not invited to any of your Skype wrestling parties? You're at work and you don't watch the product. There you okay. go. Okay. Wait, you, so wait, no, even better. So these Skype wrestling parties are at like three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Fine, don't invite me to your Skype wrestling party. <laughs> okay, I won't. <sighs> okay, go ahead. Anyway, anyway, so when we watched it, we're laughing our ass off because it's just, it's hilarious. And then re-watching it, it's like, okay, it is funny, but they they do go over and over with that joke. They're beating it, you know, it's the dead horse. She beat a dead horse. Yeah. Not as much as I, to be honest with you, not as much as I thought the first time I watched it. Exactly. It seemed more the first time. So I, I was prepared to come on here and basically rip on the announcer saying, oh my God, you're being a joke in the ground like fucking Saturday Night Live does with Donald Trump. Thank like, you. <laughs> which, by the way, let me just throw out there, I do not support nor hate Donald Trump. I'm kind of in the middle. Yeah. So I let me just throw that in there. Yeah. Um, but it's it's so beating a like you said beating a dead horse and i just want to say for the record that i did vote for trump but i'm in the middle okay, I am in the middle. okay. i did write that during all of this byron is staying serious he's like okay can we move on he fell can we just move on oh we're gonna watch the replay and I'm like, Byron is trying to move along, and everyone's like, F you, we're watching the replay again. Well, you know, I'm sure it was like, hey, pal, we gotta watch this replay. <laughs> Fucking Vince in the back. God damn it, show that again. <laughs> and I did count how many times they did show the replay. How many? Four times. Jesus Christ. He couldn't get enough. I mean, he's the one that probably yelling like, at that We're going at it again. <laughs> Do it again. God damn it. Now, that it's actually interesting we bring this up because we're going to see in the next episode if another famous replay gets as much or more than the replay from this particular moment in the match. Right. So, I know which one you're talking about, too. Yeah. And then I think somebody said at one point that Titus had baby oil on Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. All right, now we go to 41 through 45. 41, Braun Strowman. 42, Ty Dillinger. 43, Kurt Hawkins. 44, Bobby Lashley. And 45, The Great Kali. And I have during this segment eliminated Babu Tunde, Dan Matha, Big E, Slater, Titus, Dillinger, Mysterio, Corbin, Orton, Hawkins, uh, Elias, and Kali. It's a lot of people. Oh, yeah, you're going to be a while. Grab a Snickers. Uh, so, generic, Braun Strowman, Ty Dillinger, Kurt Hawkins, Bobby Lashley, part-timer, and Kali, part-timer. Okay. This uh, is a very eye-opening segment for me, by it, the way. It is, because this is where the ring starts to clear out. Like, the ring is pretty much empty at this point. Right. And Daniel gets run over while he's on the floor. And then I think at some point, 
they like Braun talked about how he had a lot of hummus while he was in Saudi Arabia that week. Okay. And I'm like, hummus? We're talking about hummus? That is what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. I also show I have a note here saying they got to show Titus again. Yeah, they did. <laughs> um when Kurt Hawkins comes out, the tone of voice there's no confidence for Kurt Hawkins to win. No, he's you know what he's like. Uh, he's like fuck this trophy. I'm out. <laughs> well, you know he's had he's lost like 200 plus matches in a row. That's his that's his gimmick right now. So, really? Yeah. Ah, oh, I'll be a big Kurt Hawkins fan then. See, that's a, somewhere I can get. That's somewhere I can get behind. He actually has a T-shirt of that. Really? Yeah. What's it say? Uh, actually, let me pull it up while we're doing this. All right, well, while you do that, I'll I'll share my life, pro wrestling life-changing situation that happened during this segment. Okay. So at one point, Baron Corbin and Strowman fight. And it's because of this, I now have confirmation that Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman are not the same person. Wow, you actually thought they were the same person. Wow. Honestly, honestly, like maybe about a year ago when I would only watch, like, see what's going on once or twice during the year, mm-hmm. 100%. They're both big guys. They're both white. They're both built as monsters. You're going to tell me that they're not the same person? Come on. Good point. Good point. So now I have confirmation that I was like, <gasps> They are different when they fought each other. Right. Uh, Elias eliminates Orton. And I also wrote down, where did Daniel Bryan go? <laughs> I had that too. Oh, and here's my note. Hawkins is like, this trophy is shit and I'm out. Yeah. Okay, I did find the shirt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you the link. Okay. Uh, as Lashley, we- Lashley botches. Mm-hmm. As we're recording this, for those who are curious, the Kurt Hawkins t-shirt costs $27.99 at WWE Shop. $27? What happened to, like, $20 t-shirts? Eh, give it, a, give it about another month or two. All right, let me look at this. Tell me what you had during this segment. All right. Um, when Great Kali comes out, the first thing I wrote was, that flight must have sucked. <laughs> because he's coming from India... To Saudi Arabia. I, I can't imagine it's close. I would think it's a long, long distance from those two countries. And then I also wrote, he can barely walk. This guy can barely walk at this point. I mean, he probably... I, I didn't realize it, I guess, during his initial time, but watching him walk, it's like, oh my lord, he's... It's like he has no knees. It's like the leg bone is connected to the shin bone. But I have some thoughts on this shirt. Okay. So wait, the first one real quick is, for whatever reason, is I don't know if it's just me. You're a sports guy, so maybe you can vouch for me or not. Right. The way they have the Hawkins written down, mm-hmm. does it remind you of like how lettering might be for the Mets? There you go. Very good. Thank <laughs> you. God damn it. Don't make fun of the Mets, WWE. 
right, wait. So at one point we also get Strawman versus Lashley, mm-hmm. and then I wrote down ZZZ, <laughs> and then I wrote, "Thank God Brian got back involved." Mm-hmm. And then one of the announcers says, "One of these things are not like the other," yep. and I wrote, "Yeah, Kali has a catchy theme song." <laughs> What else do you have? Sorry I interrupted you before, no, but I was okay. really upset about the Hawkins looking like the Mets situation here. Um, I actually do like the shirt, though. It's pretty good. It's yeah, pretty it's creative. a cool shirt. It's, a, it's very, maybe one of the most creative shirts I've seen in God knows how long from the company. I wish they would update it every single week. Be like, another <laughs> mark, another mark, another mark. <laughs> why right, why aren't we working there, Jim? We have these wonderful <sighs> merchandise ideas. We could be millionaires. I mean, there would definitely be a Tito Santa shirt. There you go. It is the holiday season, I folks. Would be all for that. <laughs> you know what? I used to be a Grinch, but I'm all for that. Hola, amigos. Feliz Navidad. Arriba. Here we go. Uh, I just wrote Daniel Bryan is still around in this. And I think this is about where they mentioned that he's set the record for longevity. You're probably right. Uh, which, again, when the numbers come out in 2019 Royal Rumble, I'm really interested in seeing them say that. You know, because mm-hmm. between that, Mike Canales... And there's another record that apparently is getting broken this yeah. uh, Rumble, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, what else do you have? That's really about it for this point in the in well, this match. Well, I also have when it's Strowman and Elias by themselves. Mm. I noticed that the building got really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a shame because I like Elias, but I mean, I guess they didn't care about those two, right? In particular. Wow, this is this does seem like it's been a long show. We're almost done. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we're over like an hour and a half, and yeah, we haven't even reached the conclusion yet. Merry Christmas! We didn't get to the last five participants yet. Merry Christmas, everyone! I know, and we're actually going to get to it right now. Three, nine, eight, seven, six, five. Right, and our last five, 46 through 50, 46, Kevin Owens, 47, Shane McMahon, 48, Sheldon Benjamin, 49, Big Cass, and number 50, Chris Jericho. Now we're going to make our way to the final four, but before that I have eliminated Shane McMahon, Lashley, and Jericho. I have as generic Kevin Owens, and actually that's all for this list because Shane McMahon, part-timer, Shelton Benjamin, I don't know if he's a part-timer or not, Big Cash, you're not going to find anyone named Big anywhere, Mm -hmm. and Chris Jericho's a part-timer, but this was a $100,000 performance by Chris Jericho. Hey, why not? My first note is, why not have a McMahon in this match? Oh, my God. I'm glad that you said that, because my note is, why the fuck is Shane McMahon in this? <laughs> and what the hell were those punches? Oh, man. His punches have not gotten any better. Yeah. And then I wrote down, Byron sort of predicts the future, and I don't remember what it was for. Maybe something... He might have made some comment about somebody like 
I, I, I don't re- even remember what the comment was. Is it that that maybe that did he pick Strowman to win? No, I think it's something that happens later down the line. I also have Shane almost falls from the top rope. Yeah, I wrote that Shane just died again. Question. I put down Jericho looks a bit tubby. Did he lose that weight for New Japan? It's not as noticeable to me in New Japan. I think he did. All right. Um, we finally get to see Daniel Bryan's body. My God, it is. Oh my God! So, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's always when he's with Roderick Strong. He <laughs> he gets chopped so much because, like, I remember seeing this picture from like ten, thirteen, ten plus years ago. Those two had a match, and it looked just as bad then <laughs> as it did now. Um, and then I wrote. That there, there's one point where Lashley tries a suplex on Big Cass, okay, and he can't quite get it at first. And then when he does, it looks like that he broke his neck, like he broke Big Cass's neck. Thankfully, he didn't, but you know, still. right? Yeah, I it's it's weird, but you know, it's. Let me ask you this about Lashley, because again, he's another one of these guys that I more know recently from Impact than WWE. Because how is he a part timer or is he actually there? He's actually there. He is actually there. Okay. Like, what match are they going to build up for him? What like right now at this point? Because nothing was really clear during this match. Like, oh, you're probably building towards. Lashley versus somebody. I I have heard that when he signed back to WWE, mm-hmm. in his contract, he was guaranteed to have a match with Brock Lesnar at some point. Ugh. All right. So, don't know when, don't know where, but be prepared. Uh, is it going to be for the Brock Lesnar Memorial Championship? I don't know. Hmm. I can't imagine that being any good unless it winds up being a shoot fight. Right. Because Lashley is trained in MMA. Mm-hmm. And so is Lesnar, obviously. Yeah. That would be the only way that I could see that working. There's usually a lot of the, like, I don't know. I usually don't like a big guy versus a big. Cause, I mean, I, he's not, a, I guess he's not a big guy. He's more strength, but. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are you, how do you feel about. Did you, do you think Jericho earned his $100,000? For three plus minutes? Sure. Yes. Great. Why not? All right. So we start to, let's start uh, getting to the final four here, unless you have something you want to add. No. Okay. Final four. Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryan versus Braun Strowman versus Big Kaz. Strowman eliminates Owens, which leads it to Daniel Bryan versus Braun Strowman versus Big Kaz. Kaz eliminates Bryan, so now we're down to Kaz versus Strowman, and Strowman wins. Uh, were you surprised that like the one of the final two was Big Kaz? I was. <laughs> I, I I was because he had just come back from TV. Because he had suffered an injury months ago. 
and he comes back and he's and his feud is with Daniel Bryan. Okay. And when he eliminates him, I'm surprised that he is among the last two. Because mm-hmm. I thought for sure that Daniel was going to be there at the end. And when he does eliminate him, the crowd boos so much. They appreciate what Daniel Bryan did in that match. How can you not? He came in at one on the longest Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And he's friggin' there till the end. And all. So this is where we can talk about. So the third... um. Stat is apparently Braun Strowman eliminated the most people in one Royal Rumble match, which I believe was previously held by Reigns. Yes. Yeah, Braun eliminated 13 men in this match. So how do you feel about the winner? How do you feel about how they got to the winner? And then we'll talk about the aftermath and then we'll be out. I'm fine with the winner. I was fine with the winner. Mm -hmm. Um, I think to me, Braun is one of those guys from when he first got there has improved. And the fans are really behind him. I, I know you have him as generic, which I understand. You know, he's got the look of a generic big guy. He's got the name of the gen- right. generic person. Right. When I see him, he doesn't really remind me of a generic big guy. And I'm not really sure why. Maybe it's because he can cut good promos. Um, it's just something about him. I can't figure it out. I will say this. I don't think I've ever heard a Braun Strowman promo. So I cannot vouch for that. You're right. I mean, it's not... The worst promos. <laughs> I, I, I will say that. They're not the worst promos. But it's just the way he presents them, I think, is why I like him. Um, when the match is over, one of the first things that is said from the commentators is the match was exhausting. I <laughs> didn't <laughs> that. And I wrote, exhausting is right. Um, And then I wrote about the trophy and how damn big it is. I mean, that was a huge trophy. I, It's bigger than most sports trophies mm-hmm. that you see. I, I'd even go so far as to say it's bigger than the Stanley Cup. And that thing's a, you know, that's a heavy thing. You know, heavy mm-hmm. trophy. And then the... No, you don't realize the king went all out for this. Yes, he did. (laughs) And then uh, the green title. I'm going to call it the Green Ranger Championship. (laughs) You can have the Braun Strowman Memorial Championship. I will take the Green Power Ranger Championship. I like it. I want the Green Power Ranger Championship to be defended next year. Yes. Um, This actually might have been the most notes I've... I've taken up to this point. This was like three and a half pages long. Of course it is because it's the greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> now, who can I ask you this? Do you, I don't know if you know, would know this, but so after this match, mm-hmm. there's the, the, we talk about the trophy presentation, mm-hmm. and it's Vince right. coming out, Vince McMahon, right. uh, presenting with Braun. Is it the Prince or the King in there with him? I don't know. Not either. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I really don't know because they all wear the same stuff. Right. I'm not going to say they're all the same, but they all wear the same stuff. (laughs) Okay. 
Um, okay, so my next question is for you is, so where does this rank for you? Like, overall, what did you think of it? Ooh. Of the ones that we've done so oh, far. Of the which, ones for, the most, for the most part, we've done only the 80s and the early 90s. I'd put it in the middle, actually. Okay. Oh, I would say, yeah, I'd say fourth out of, like, the six or seven we've done. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, it's not the worst. Because there's some good stuff in there. But it's also not the best. Because there's really no main story going into this. Except we're going to have 50 people in it. And it's going to be held in the country of Saudi Arabia. So you, so this, okay, so interesting. So you're going to say this is not your least favorite. No. I have a hard, see, I don't know. It's... First of all, I didn't. I I was gonna about to go into this thinking I was gonna absolutely hate this, and it didn't stand the test of time from like months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's what I liked about it: as I mentioned before, it it feels like it's more about their current roster, which yes. I I'm grateful for because God damn it, they don't do that enough right. in this company. Um, but I don't think I. It, it does get exhausting because it is so long. Mm-hmm. I don't. I have to say, it's probably either this or ninety-three is the least favorite that I've done. But I do want to make it clear that, like, the main thing I liked about this is that it focused on the current roster, mm-hmm. and I kind of like the, the surprises. I thought were very minimal, considering um, as far as their role in there and how they were used. I kind of wish they would have this model for future Royal Rumbles. Yeah. Because if you, because like if you think about it, of the part timers, there really weren't that many. I'm not, I'm not gonna say if any, but there really weren't that many. I think the ones that they brought out were either names that they figured people would remember, or in in this case for the guy that was going to be Yokozuna but wasn't Yokozuna. <laughs> right, sure. They just found they just found him. Bonsai, right. Yes, bonsai. <laughs> All right, so uh, I guess let's start heading out of here unless you have anything else to say. No, I'm I'm good I'm, here. This I'm is, tired. This yeah. is a long one. Yeah, it's Christmas Eve tomorrow. and Right. You know, Merry I, Christmas. I ho, ho, ho. stocking set up. Hey, uh, do you want to sing a Christmas carol to go out? Sure. What you, uh, would you like to do? Well, no, I want you to sing a Christmas oh, you carol, want not me. me. To do it? Right. Because oh. if it's because if it's me, I'm just singing fucking hard candy Christmas. <laughs> My Dolly Parton, everyone's favorite Christmas song. Oh Lord. Uh, <laughs> oh God, you got me on the spot. All right. Well, I'll t- I'll, you know, this would be a good time to plug that we actually have Christmas episodes up on that'spodcasting.com. Me and you did uh, part one and two of Now Christmas 4, which featured the great song of uh, It's a Marshmallow World. <laughs> so good. Oh, All right, look, you can just give your plugs, then we'll be out. All right, all right. Uh, I do a wrestling podcast, That Wrestling Show. We are currently on our winter break, resting from the ho- or for the holidays. But you can check us out on the iTunes store, uh, just type in that wrestling show and you're right there. Um, follow me on Twitter at House of Bill. And if you would like to email us, if you have any questions, comments, anything, really, 
It is eliminated3088 at gmail.com. That is eliminated3088 at gmail.com. Next time around, we will be reviewing the 2000 Royal Rumble. Really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Should be a good episode. The Attitude Era. Yeah, that's, like I said to everyone, I wasn't a huge fan of the 80s wrestling. I really didn't get into it until probably about 94, not like new generation stuff. Right. But I was all about the Attitude Era, and I'm really excited about the next episode for that reason only. All right, so on that note, thank you for listening, and the greatest Royal Rumble has been eliminated. Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a good night.